Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking Terrence Crutcher's death and why some black men do not date black women. All that and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. We got a quick video that we're going to start off the show and play for you right now. You were paid while this scam was going on. The, the board will take care Have of that. Have you returned one nickel? Of the money you earned while this scam was going on. And, and the board will do... I will take that as a no, then. So you haven't resigned. You haven't returned a single nickel of your personal earnings. You haven't fired a single senior executive. Instead, evidently, your definition of accountable is to push the blame to your low-level employees who don't have the money for a fancy PR firm to so defend themselves. Yeah, we good with some little church music. And when it all blew up, you kept your job, you kept your multi-million dollar bonuses, and you went on television to blame thousands of $12 an hour employees who were just trying to meet cross-sell quotas that made you rich. Right. I just feel like after that I should hear a well. Right. All right, we did something a little different today. We normally come in on music, but we wanted to play this uh, read, as I'll call it, from Senator Elizabeth Warren, who has been talking to the Wells Fargo CEOs about some uh, some things that have been going on with them, and she the went in. Opening up all them fake accounts. Fake, fake accounts. accounts. And he had a nerve to say there was no like reason for them to be doing that from upper management we never make they did not just start opening no accounts just because they felt like it y'all okay. had quotas and them people were trying to pay their bills and make those quotas so they didn't get fired and get paid and you go try to pretend like you ain't had nothing to do, nothing with, to do it. with it and yeah. then for the people who don't know the story basically as as Cordy was kind of describing it the ceo of wells fargo was getting red uh, because apparently there were several uh, 5,000 employees that had been fired because of, as Courtney was saying, illegal accounts that had been created uh, from Wells Fargo. But the problem that um, was happening is that all the lower like lower workers, like the supervisors, the uh, lower level workers were the ones who got fired, and the executives did not get fired. Yeah. And they so, still got paid. And they still got off paid. Of those fake accounts being opened up. And the lower level employees were forced to do the open up these accounts by the upper levels, yeah, and they were not meet. paid overtime or any of the you know traditional things Shameful. that happen when you are at work more than your allotted time. We need hours. more Senator Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> That's right. She went in. So you guys got to check out that video on Black Hollywood Live. Gutless and also, leader. show and read. Up right. on that story, but now welcome to Black Hollywood Live. <laughs> this week we are happy to be here. We got Courtney Stewart with us today. What's up, y'all? DJ Jesse J. What's up? And our very special guest is a woman that I love. I met her on the red carpet yeah, a year yeah. ago at the SAG Awards. Nakia Fuller, who is our beauty expert hey. in the house, hey. making Everybody. sure we welcome. all look fresh and glistening and no, no extra shine. That's why we came in so shot. I know, right. trying to be on point. We got it right? together today. How are you doing? Thanks for I'm joining us. I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. I like the pink you got going on. Matches the BHL flag. Thank you. Pink makes me happier. And you and your ring. I love your ring. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm so excited to be here today, you guys. I love you guys so much. Black Hollywood Live is the bomb. Thank you. I like that. We're going to use that in a testimonial. (laughs) Well, we got some great topics for this week that we're going to talk about starting right now. Boom. So, of course, every week we got to bring her up, the queen, Miss Beyonce. Yeah. Of course. Um, so she's in the news 
once again, again. surprise, surprise, but this is for something really kind of cool. So apparently, Tidal, they did their big concert last year to kick off their whole streaming service. So they're doing it again this year. They're announcing Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Nicki Minaj, T.I., Lauryn Hill, Common, Robin Thicke, Bebe Rexa, and more are all going to be performing. It'll be streaming live October 15th on Tidal. Um, and all this has caused some commotion because apparently a few months ago, Apple, there were rumors that Apple was going to buy the streaming yeah. service. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy Iovine came out and said, absolutely not. We're not interested in that. Like, we're good. Right. <laughs> if we wanted that, we could create that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it has to do with because of some of the artists are over on Tidal now. Now, last year, with the concert and with Beyonce's Lemonade, she got they got over a million subscribers, which is great, but they're still down $30 million. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the artists are taking hits. Um, the company's kind of taking a hit right now, so the Apple merger is not happening, which a lot of the artists are now speaking out and saying, like, Jimmy, just pay Jay his money so that we all can get this music back where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So that was Kanye West who said that, too, so that's kind of telling, like, are the artists really happy over it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Or they is, just believe uh, in what the point of it was, like, that they felt like, you know, we get a better deal dealing with Tidal, but we would have liked that deal to already exist exactly. and not have to build something separate to make it happen. I look at it like this, though. Do you guys think, though, when you start out, think of a new company, the first five to ten years, you really ain't going to make your money You're going to be in the right. red most right. of the time. Yeah. Yes, you are. So with these big stars like Madonna, Beyonce, Prince, Prince, Alicia Keys, to me, it's like, if you guys really want to start this movement and really want to do this, you have to take that hit. Yes. Because this isn't really for you. Right. If you really believe in music and you really want that to continue, this is for the next generation. Yeah. Yes. And it's crazy to me that these icons would have to be put into that kind of a... right financial situation it's interesting it's interesting I've, I've been listening to it a little bit myself and just kind of hearing the feedback from other other artists and and it's the the rage that everyone's in and the, the feedback it's been quite interesting I I as I was listening to one of the interviews the other night um, a particular artist shared his opinion on it which helped me to see both sides I would mm. say but at the same time I think that it's gonna it's a powerful movement yeah. and it's gonna work in everybody's benefit so yeah. I know yeah. I'll be watching the yes, show yes I will and then listen maybe you can get hired for one of those right. jobs right you know? yeah. yeah. Work with any of those people? I have. Oh my God, Robin Thick. That's one of the. She said Thick. Yes. Uh, One of the highlights of my career was working with Robin Thick. It's, you know, he's he's just an amazing person. Great personality, a lot of fun, and Mm -hmm. very real. Great performer. A a great performer. His music is awesome, and he sings from his heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can feel it. You know. So I was just so honored to to have the opportunity to work for him. I actually have a funny story about Robin Thick that I just got to share. When I first moved to LA, I somehow ended up at a a house party at Robin Thicke's house and how I met him was I was standing and waiting in line for the restroom and a young woman had gone in the restroom before me and clogged his toilet so he came in and thought that it was me who had clogged the toilet so he was sitting there talking to me he's like man you come Dariel, to my look house. at Daryl putting the blame uh, on someone right, no right, I mean, right, I, mean right, I mean but I mean she blew up I mean she did blow up the toilet though it definitely had a little extra smell on it too and he was looking at me like homie you come to my house and you you blowing up my toilet and oh, we had a God. laugh about it but he, I still to this day think whenever I see him I, I still think he he thinks I was one who blew up his toilet. Yeah. Oh my god, you gotta fix that, Daryl. Yeah, that's not. A, <laughs> that's, I don't you know, know if that's a good rep to have. Not you gotta you know. make it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking people's toilets. Toilet. So we can't invite <laughs> Daryl from BHL. He be taking shit in people's toilets. Right, right. And bouncing like dip, right, right. and blaming it on poor girl. 
right. right. <laughs> and you know, I called her up. So I was like, it wasn't me. I was pointing at her. So, uh, yeah. all right. Hilarious. Well, speaking of blame, uh, Derek, <laughs> <laughs> Derek Rose is tired mm. of being blamed yeah. because, so he's in this whole lawsuit because a woman who is going by the alias Jane Doe last year came out to file a $21.5 million lawsuit against him, um, saying that him th- uh, in 2013 and a couple of his teammates had broken into her apartment while she was um, unconscious and drunk and gang raped her. So she did. She held it for a couple years but was releasing statements to the media as this anonymous person. The court protected her and said we, we aren't going to release her name. Um, and then this past year she's been in the media more so. Uh, actually last week she just did a, um, an anonymous interview to the media and Derek Rose came out and was like, okay, you guys are going to let this woman drag my name. There's no proof of this. There, I have not been uh, convicted of this. And you're going to let this woman drag my name without anyone knowing who she is. Yeah. So the court canceled. They said, sorry, we're going to keep her Jane Doe. Um, but they did on Tuesday, actually, a U.S. District Judge ruled that once the case begins in October 4th, she can no longer hide behind it. And that she's trying to fight it because she just feels that this is going to bring a lot of backlash to her family. She wants to tell her story because she doesn't want other girls to feel like they can't speak their story. I mean, it's a, it, it's almost it's the, this, I watch too much SVU. Yeah. But it's like, it gets to the point of like, ugh. I would never want to be in charge of dealing with something like yeah, this. Yeah. It's, just, it's tough. Because it's just too many emotions yeah. on both ends. And, and it, there are malicious people in the world, and it's hard to, you know. Well, here's the thing. I, I, it's, a, it's, it's, it's tough with this because we don't know. There's two stories, obviously. And he's been accused, but he hasn't been charged. Right. So I, I, with this situation, I kind of side with him a little bit in the sense of, if he hasn't been charged with this, I mean, it could be someone making up a story. I hate to say that, but that happens sometimes. And if he's not charged with this yet, and she's going out in the circuits and and, and bad mouthing him, I mean, isn't that defamation of character? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's a fine line with that. But then on the flip side, if if I get it, if he did it, and, and you know, she has every right to want to you know voice her opinions to tell people the story to help other girls. But it, he hasn't been charged yet, so it's just that really fine line with that. You know, it's I don't know what you think, Nikia. I agree one hundred. Mm-hmm. I, I think that both sides need to be told. There's always, like they say, the you know both sides, and then there's a the truth. Yeah. And I think that once uh, both get a chance to tell their story, then the truth will really come out. So yeah. until further notice, I don't think anyone should point the blame until we know what the truth really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really surprised that there isn't like some sort of injunction or yeah. whatever yeah. that she's not allowed to speak to the press at right. all. Like That's what I, I, think. I, yeah. I do side with the court, and I understand the reasoning why she's listed as a Jane Doe. Sure. And why all of that, like that. her identity yeah. should remain as, as private as possible until absolutely necessary to come out because it's definitely a dangerous situation and yeah. that's the country and that's what the country we live in. Right. But I'm surprised that she's allowed to speak to the press yeah, and all of that and that there isn't some sort of in-between space where they could have an injunction on both parties because I know a lot of situations like both parties have an injunction and they're not allowed to say anything to the press defaming it or talking about it or anything until litigation has because jurors will be able to hear this you know what I mean I mean it's strange but 
it sucks either yeah. way. I mean, yeah, and I didn't realize if, if when it is a sex crime that you have the law allows you to have a pseudo name. I thought that you always had to. It's do a so. case by case. It's a case by yeah, case thing. Okay. Case by case, okay. but yeah, okay. you still. I mean, eventually the name will become public record, yeah. but until it's been decided, they. But he's not allowed to say her name at all, right? right. Like, just legally, he can't. Mm-hmm. Which is why it's weird to me. Like, yeah. it's weird that it's not both. I don't know. Like, I felt like I just didn't, maybe I just don't know enough information about what really happened with that case and what they're reporting is only part of it because it makes no it sense. It doesn't make sense, yeah. It doesn't make any sense yeah. at all to me, but whatever. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck, Derek. All right. Yeah, well, we'll keep reporting on that. So is that all you have for us That's today, Jesse? Well, something that I have for you is some fantasy football. Woo! It's football season. It's football season. I, I went to Ohio State last Saturday. Ohio State won. You know, we kicked Aww. some butt. And, you know, during my downtime, I like to get a little fancy football on. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can go to DraftKings.com. Okay. Really easy. You get to pick your players. You They have a lot of prizes up to over $1 million in prizes. I know, haven't you guys played it already? You've done Not it? yet. We've been saying we're going to put a team together, and we haven't done it yet. We need to do it. Stefan be playing with Steph- <laughs> Yeah. Well, he went to Florida and did his without us. But I know I'm using uh, Cam Newton because... I just seen that Gatorade commercial. Uh, is, that, is that the reason that you? That's, I was that, like, that Cam was Newton the... plays football. What? Oh wow! Know. Doesn't he? Are you serious? I, yeah. I, you I told you, I completely <laughs> removed myself from sports because it's stressful. But isn't he like one of the top people? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. someone you would want on your yeah. fantasy team, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So there I go. I'm well, going to with the Kaepernick. Well, with this is really easy. As I was mentioning, you get to pick all your players. You use the code name Geek, and you know that's what you type in, and you just go in there and you just fantasize. Wait, where do fantasize, we go? Fantasize. Yeah, fantasy I mean, football. I mean, you're, well, clearly some people are fantasizing. Well, yeah, I mean that's what we're doing. I fantasize we're, about I'm the not money. Here to actually, like we're fantasizing about the players. I'm here to fantasize money. and make money because you can win how much money? I know right, there's like right, a big right. up to one million dollars in total prizes up to grab. So I mean, literally, you can. Just do whatever you want on this. It's so easy to play. So and it's not like you have expert. to wait either because you can play whenever you want. Yeah, wherever you want. All the time at DraftKings.com. Is that where I got to go? DraftKings.com. Yep. With, the, okay. with the code GEEK. All right. Nice. That's right. And deal. you can go to the website for more details and know all the eligibility for all There's the There's all kind of rules and requirements you need to read, but... And see exactly why I needed them to finish it off with whatever your level of fantasy expertise, DraftKings.com has something for everyone. For all like of that. us. You should do the voiceover for that. I like you that. You should. That, that was, was awesome. pretty good. That sounded really nice. All right. Go to DraftKings.com, code name geek. All right. Courtney, what you got for I us? I don't today? have that voice. I'm stuffy today, guys, but I'm working Because she it. was out at the reggae club last is night. Is that what it is? <laughs> I did get my wind on, and it was great. <laughs> it was so great. Shout out to Echo Plex. It was great fun last night. But um, you got your pearls on today, so. I got my pearls because I'm a lady. Keep it classy. Keep it classy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but apparently it ain't classy if you got dreadlocks in mm. the United mm. States of America, y'all. Mm. So my first story of the day is that apparently the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in a three to zero ruling that banning employees from wearing their hair in dreadlocks is not a form of racial discrimination. Basically what happened is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission brought this case to the court. Um, There was an Alabama insurance company uh, that had basically offered this woman by the name of Chastity Jones a job. They said, girl, you could have this job, but mm, you got to take them locks out your head. That's not going to work. Uh, they said that she needed to get rid of her dreadlocks because because of their grooming standards. She stated that they stated that the dreadlocks tend to get messy, mm-hmm. so That's that was not appropriate for their company. And essentially, the court upheld their decision to rescind their um, job offer to her because of her dreadlocks and her not 
wanting to cut her dreadlocks. And they basically, the, the reasoning behind it, which we'll talk about, I guess, um, is that um, up until this point, when you're sued for discrimination based on, you know, race or color or gender, it is based on, like, skin color. Mm-hmm. Yep. As in, you know, you're black or you're Asian or what have you. So they've never used, like, cultural right. traits, so to speak, to, like, which would apply to hairstyles and that kind of thing right. to determine that you can be discriminated against similarly. So they just sort of said, we just are doing it based on the precedent of law so far. And the precedent of law says discrimination based on race is about skin color, not necessarily about the cultural aspects. Of- so you can't have your hair in a fro. You can't have your hair in dreadlocks. You can't. I mean, I don't know. This is about dreadlocks. Uh-huh. I would assume that it would probably lean over to afros also sure. of mm-hmm. some sort. Because I mean, well, cause didn't we talk about the little girl in Africa? Oh, yeah, well, that was in in school school, that they were... And it was a similar argument. We were talking about the girls last week when they were wearing their hair natural that, you know, it was not appropriately groomed, and that was in Africa, y'all. Wow. I I think this... They ruled this, but I I think this is something that's going to change in the next few years because if you look at, like, all the millennials and just the, the... the way that we look at corporate America and those types of things is all changing. Yeah. You know, so I don't think that this is going to stick for very long. And my thing is, when I saw the the tend to get messy comment, you know, I'm like, here's the thing: what does a hairstyle really matter as long as it's clean yes. and it's put together and it's always looking good? Whether you have spikes, blonde hair, yeah. uh, you know, a, a little fro, low cut, Any whatever hair it may can be, tend dreads. to get messy. Exactly. If a white lady with straight hair shows exactly. and didn't brush her hair to work. Greasy. It looks messy. Exactly. Or if, so... a, if, a, if, a, if a white woman has Bleach blonde hair and her hair is naturally brown. Is that is that oh, and acceptable? Then she goes she swimming and then so it comes out looking yeah, yeah, green. green. Is that, is that what, acceptable? What about all the ladies that are wearing wearing um, braids? Yeah, braids, braids, beautiful braids. Yeah. Like, what about um, extensions and all that kind yes. of stuff? It's, you know, it can definitely get crazy. Well, I will give like um, in reading the EEOC the, when they were arguing it, they were arguing making this argument based on race being a social construct, which I think in agreement with what you're saying. I think they're a little ahead of themselves, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, And I think that the court realizes that because in some of the um, writings of their decision, there's they're legit saying, like, we've never looked at it as a social construct, so we're not going to be really the ones to decide to do that this time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think they seem to be aware that, you know, race sort of extends beyond just the color of your skin. Yeah. Yes. So, But they just didn't want to be the ones to set the precedent. But somebody... Most definitely will, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, as long as it's groomed. I mean, I have I have a cousin who's he's ten years old and he's grown long dreadlocks, you know. And yeah. he's a smart kid, does great in school, active in sports. If he goes to get a job one day, they're you know he's gonna have to cut his dreadlocks. I mean, that's you know it's groomed. You know, mm-hmm. it's silly to me. It's America, baby. Mm-hmm. It's what we do here. It's what we do here, right? Speaking of America. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, if you live in Massachusetts, guys, and you are a black man, you can now run from the police. Get your sneakers ready, because you are allowed allowed to bounce. Run, brother, run, because it is no longer seen as some sort of sign of guilt if you run from the police. So, what... I'm sorry. I I shouldn't laugh at this, because it's so upsetting that this even had to sort of 
be a conversation yeah. at this point in time. But basically what happened is uh, on Tuesday, the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court decided that innocent black men have a legitimate reason to flee from police officers. And this came about because there was a man uh, whose name I can't find, Warren Warren, Jimmy Warren. There was a man by the name of Jimmy Warren who was convicted of some gun charges a couple years ago, he was up for... They basically have repealed his conviction because the way he was convicted is the police got a, like, you know, description of black men. Yeah, it was like... It literally it was, like, was black, black men, men in, in, a, dark in dark clothing and yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So police decided in Boston, they saw this man by the name of Jimmy Warren. He looked like a black man with dark clothing and he might be the suspect they're looking for. So they roll up on Jimmy. Jimmy was with his homeboy. Jimmy and his homeboy were like, oh, hell no, this is Boston. We're out. They ran. So they ran away. The friend got away. They caught up with Jimmy and basically arrested him because they found, another cop found, like, a firearm that was tossed in the park. So some kind of way, they decided for sure that Jimmy threw the gun in the park and ran away, and he ran away because they knew that they were going to find the gun in the park, so he thought, they thought he was guilty of throwing the gun in the park. Mm. And all of that worked into a conviction some kind of way. Um... of this conversation at all is ridiculous but anyway so basically the court so he was charged with he was convicted of unlawful possession of a firearm and later convicted but um, with this new court decision they threw out his conviction by these two findings basically they said that the police did not have a right to stop Warren in the first place no shit Sherlock Um, And that the fact that he ran away shouldn't be used against him because part of the argument when he was on trial was that he was running because he was guilty. Otherwise, if he wasn't guilty and that wasn't his gun, he would have still just stood there and hung out with the Boston police, even though they are probably one of the worst police departments in the country in terms of racial profiling, which is what the ACLU figured out with all these statistics, and they presented those statistics in court, which is sort of part of how the court came to the decision. Um, But just in case you want to know, you know, some of the statistics that the ACLU found in Boston, from 2017 to 2010, 63% of Boston police encounters were with black people. Though at the time, the population of the city was only 24%. That's crazy. And also recognize, because we know, you know, statistics can be manipulated sure. and all of that, whatever. They actually did take into account high crime neighborhoods, and it still didn't explain the disparity. Mm-hmm. And I saw the one that you said blacks know. were 8% more likely to be stopped repeatedly and 12% more 12% likely, more to, be likely searched to be searched. And frisked, even when controlling factors, um, you know, are, are, are taking place. So. Oh, and in case y'all missed it, y'all potential president believes that he just needs to institute stop and frisk all over the country. Right, he does. He, he said that this week. He did. As, as, a, as a solution. So, essentially what these people did to this poor man, Jimmy Warren, who got him convicted and he done spent the last, like, two and a half, three years dealing with trials and going to jail just because he happened to be a black man wearing dark clothes. But here's my thing, though. I'll be afraid to run because now you if you get, run, you get, get shot. You got, you probably will get shot quicker if you run. You That's my thing. You afraid Absolutely. to run? I'm afraid to. I can't. I can't do nothing. After nothing. this week, you know what I mean? We all scared. To you do, just gotta. We scared to just open our eyes right. and be awake. Right. Yeah, for real. Because right. you can stand still and still yes. apparently. Because when I saw that, I was like, "That's a setup." Yeah. <laughs> no. That's a setup. Yeah, right is. there. That is. That. But I, w- I will say, for the the most part, Boston was really bad, especially around that time too, because. 
that was bad. Uh, but it has gotten a little... Gotten better? A little. A little bit? A little better. A little bit? Like, little as far bit. as when I go home, I hear from my friends, like, it ain't like it used to be. Like, it used to be really bad. Like, during, yeah, those years were probably... And then before 2007. Well, that's wow. good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least it's at changing. At least it's changing for the better. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully. 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 Right. Because so, they got all that construction they've been doing for how many years, so it's hard to chase people and get after them, so. Well, maybe <laughs> if you fast enough, because it's much harder for them to shoot you. If you zigzag. If you're running, if you're moving at all, it's harder to shoot. Supposedly, you're supposed to run towards the gun. Which Wait, is what? apparently who put that out? Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, yeah, really. it's harder to get a target like when it's coming at you. Like I'm not insane. I'm pretty sure. Like I learned that in my like defense class. But regardless, if you're real fast and you could get away, go ahead and try because they probably gonna shoot you if you stand in there. And if you at least get away, you at least can make it back to court and not have the fact that you ran held against you in a court of law. Yeah. Possibly scary. That's so scary. It's all Why scary. is that a conversation in the United States of America in 2016? In 2016. Exactly. So sad. Yes. It's insane. But there uh, you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> the positive news just keeps piling. Yeah, on. this is not a day of positivity in our news stories at all. We're just happy that Nakia's here. I know. To shine I'm that happy. pink positivity. Her smile on. made it better. Her so. smile makes it better. I, I hope so. All right. So that's it for us today. That's with that. all I got, guys. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna move on to our ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. To continue our positive tone for the day with stories, uh, this is a story that has been all over the news, um, which we all have been affected by once again. Terrence Crutcher's uh, 40-year-old man uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, whose car has stalled apparently on September 16th, was in the middle of the street. Police came uh, looking to find out what was happening, and there's been a lot of back and forth as far as like what actually physically happened because the end result was that he was shot uh, and killed um, by an officer during the during the check-in with him with the car in the middle of the street. So this is what the police statement has said. If you, uh, There's several videos that are out there that just disturbed me a lot when I was watching all of them and, and just some of the comments that have been made uh, from police officers and just in general. Um, but this is what the police statement had been made when they arrived on the scene to see Mr. Crutchers. As they approached the vehicle, a black male started towards them. They asked him how to show, to show his hands. He refused to follow commands given by the officers. They continued to talk to him. He continued not to listen, not follow any commands, and as they got closer to the vehicle, he reached inside the vehicle at the time, and there was a taser deployment, and then a short time later, there was one shot fired, and he was killed. Um, now, there's been, originally the cops were saying that he was not following procedures, that he was coming at the officer whose name, who uh, her name is actually, uh, what'd you say? Is it Betty? It, it is... Um, I, I'm going to pull it up. Officer Shelby, uh, she has now we we found out has been charged. Yeah. Just uh, that was a breaking news today uh, for manslaughter. So they're saying that the, that she originally was not. They were supposed to just taser him, and with the result is that he obviously got shot. So there there's all this idea of what physically happened because the video shows so many different angles and you, but the the specific angle you can't quite make out now there's dis, there are stories that says that he was reaching in as I said into the vehicle but then there are stories that said that the window was actually up so there was no way that he would be reaching into the vehicle um, to pull out a weapon um, and here's just a couple other facts that I found that you know that have been pretty disturbing uh, the police dash cam video shows his arms were raised above his head and as he walked away from Officer Shelby and one video released one of the helicopter pilots is saying Crutcher looks like a bad dude uh, he might be on something 
Uh, Officer Shelby has been an officer in Tulsa since 2011. Her husband is also a cop who was in the helicopter. Uh, They said he's a photographer uh, for the police. And they said at the time of the shooting um, that uh, she has now been asked to, you know, be removed from the the force and she's on a paid absence um she as i mentioned has been charged with felony manslaughter based on drug recognition training she believed that crutcher was walking erratically because he was under the influence of pcp is what she's saying Uh, the shots were fired at the same time the officer that was with her was actually deploying his taser Uh, so there's a little discrepancy there of, of why she actually shot him um, she says she perceived it as a threat, or they both perceived him as a threat, but obviously she shot him and the other officer was trying to taser him. Crutcher has had four children and was studying music at Tulsa Community College. The case is under federal and civil uh, investigations right now, and it's just, um, you know, this is, once again, there's there's protesting, There's there people are just tired of this happening. I mean, I, I'm exhausted from this even just being something that we have to continuously speak about each week on this show you know um what do you guys think about this this story and and what's going on with it i'll tell you the most disturbing thing that i saw in that whole video i mean outside of the fact that they shot and killed this man was when after the gunfire goes off he's obviously laid out on the ground like he's on the ground shot the cops are like, and maybe this is procedure, and that's why it's whatever. But the cops, there, because there was like six cops there, and, there was. and they, there was three or four of them that were almost like arm to arm. They were backing yeah. away from him as if he was some miraculous being after taking that bullet was going to rise up by the blood of Jesus and grab another gun and yeah. shoot the shoot all of them like I, I didn't understand that it part. was very yeah. it and it was and I'm maybe there again is some like procedural like reason why they're supposed to you know back away right beside each other but you just shot that man who's lying on the, on the ground, ground when you and you see you can see at that point that at least there's no weapon near him right. Right. or around him and it was just to me it was so telling of the disturbing ideal that is in the brain because you're basically assuming he's some kind of monster because yes. he took a bullet, laid out, and still he going to find that automatic weapon and get up and shoot all of y'all again. Like, I just, I, I don't, and it, it was just, I, and then it just goes back to, like, what now? Like, what now? Because the PCP thing came out and we're like, first of all, I mean, I don't even know do people still do PCP? Like, first of all. Second of all, right. what I saw him walking, and granted, we didn't see the whole video, like, right. or the whole experience together, but, like, I saw him walking hella slow. Right. Yeah. With his arms straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, in the name of Jesus, please don't let these fools shoot me. Right, right. yeah. So, I, I don't I don't know where that disconnect is happening, and obviously on social media, everybody's posting everything, and everybody got an opinion, and I was in my feelings too, and I wanted to post something, I decided not to, because I was going to come for somebody if they put some bullshit on my page after I post something, so I just didn't, I kept it in, but I just, I don't know how to, like, I'll have no solutions. Like, I really Mm -hmm. look at that, and I keep seeing it, and then the guy, whatever the hell happened in North Carolina, with the guy that maybe had a gun, maybe had a book, he got shot. They weren't even there for him, but he was a huge threat. Like, what the hell? Like, I, I don't know what what do y'all want us to do? Well, right, here's the right, thing. Right. It's we already know he was unarmed. Terrence was unarmed. You know, there there's no way around that. You know what I mean? And th- 
I just don't even get how it, the 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 bullet was shot in as the taser's being. You, you, like you, you try the taser first, you know, and there was no result. You know, you went straight for the bullet. And yeah, yeah there's a little bit. The only thing I hate about the video is that right when you get to that part, especially the helicopter view, yeah. it's it's like the trees right there. So you can't, you, you only see, see the end the result. result. Yeah. yeah, you don't see the, like, there's like five seconds of what we didn't really see. Which, which is, is the, that's you know, with every video, honestly, yeah. that's come yeah. out for the most part. Yeah, you're right. And it's cra- and it's just crazy that in the same week, the man who was trying to blow up multiple places in New York right. pulls a gun and shoots at shoots. multiple times, <laughs> yeah. at, uh, but somehow he can be taken alive. Right. Yeah. But this man, on, like, I don't. Uh, I, what do, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. All I can say is I cannot wait for y'all to to go see what you guys are going to go see. I'm trying my best not to ruin ruin it for you guys. The movie that you guys are going to see today, yeah. because it, it is mind blowing and it's. I'm sitting here because my heart is so heavy yeah. after seeing the movie and watching the news and everything that's going on in, in America right now. Yeah. It, it's, my heart is so heavy. I can't, just listening and watching it, mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing. But when you guys see this movie, uh, can I say We're the talking, name yeah, of You the can movie? say the name of the I movie. I can't. I wasn't yeah. sure if I could say <laughs> Yeah, no, you can say it. Look, you're you're, you're real scared. Case, right. You're real scared. Just because you say it for me. Um, it, 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 seeing that movie. No, go ahead. You seeing, can say it. Go ahead. I want you to say it for me. I don't. <laughs> it's Birth of a Nation. Birth, Birth of a Nation. Nation. There you go. Okay, I just want to make sure I don't get in trouble. Coming, launching uh, in theaters October 7th, that movie spoke our truth, and it is what it is, and unfortunately it's still happening in, in America today. And it, it's it, after seeing that movie and watch, then going home and watching the news and watching all the videos that you're speaking yeah. of and coming here today, I'm just my heart is just so broken mm-hmm. because it's like we live in the United States of America you know and this is still happening in 2016 we say it every week i feel oh, like oh it's it's mind blowing so i just pardon me my silence is just because my heart is so heavy yeah. and i look at all the children that's of, what i say I, that I, are yeah. growing up in, in our in yeah. our country yes. i fear for you know? our black young black men yes um, you know what do we even just uh, we we teach our kids to you know aspire to be these great things and it's like it comes down to you may get shot Walking, walking down the street to a store, right? You know, or, or your your car is pulled over. You can't even you can't even have your damn car pulled over on the side, side of the street of anymore, right? It's, it's, it, I'm gonna shut up. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's just an incessant cycle of nonsense, and it makes no sense. It's not okay. And the idea that people still will argue, like, well, I mean, you didn't see everything. No, but what I did see is that this man is dead yes. because he had a broke down car, right? That's what I know. Right. No, I don't know all the details. Maybe he got an itch in his butt and got a wiggle on while he was walking and it made her uncomfortable. Does that mean he deserved a death sentence? Like, why are there... I don't know what we can do, and all I have is like rantings and ravings, and I don't yeah. want to just be a ranter. I want a solution, yeah. but I don't, I don't, I don't actually see there being a solution. So I don't. Well, they say that Officer Shelby also has been accused of excessive force twice in her career already since oh. 2011. Wow. Um, so there, oh, you know, there's going to be some more investigation with her. And I also found it interesting that they did charge her so quickly. I think that that, that is. A, but that scared me because they yeah. did that with the Freddie Gray situation, mm-hmm. and none of those. Convictions held well, to the point true. that the last right. two, I think, didn't even go to trial because yeah. they had to give up. So mm. it's just like, great. I'm glad some, I mean, maybe they'll be able to put, but I don't have any hope that she's actually going to go to jail for that. Yeah, I, I have no belief whatsoever that she will go to jail for that. Yeah. And I, mean, I and I'm, proven it. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty like positive on the U.S. justice system. I think we actually have probably one of the better ones in the world. And like, we should think positively about all of those things. But 
the very fact that people that will sit on those juries will still sit and talk to us about, oh, well, I mean, y'all really, like, you don't really know the whole story. Right, There's right. like in it. I have no words right. because those are the people that are also sitting on the juries and those are the people that are saying, you know You're what, right. Trayvon Martin, like, I don't really see him like I see my 17-year-old child. He's mm. a scary black man, let's put it. George Zimmerman didn't. He didn't, he was scared. Like well, that's the same shit. It's interesting because I saw today as I was doing some research for this that one of the lawyers, I believe, it may have been Officer Shelby's lawyer, was asked from a reporter about you know did she shoot him because she he was a black man and she was scared that he was a big black man and the response from the lawyer was no she you know basically that it goes back to that same thing she loves black people she was just, they said she was just at the the homecoming game a week ago with you know it was a black school's homecoming game and she was there and Stop she it. you know she supports you know black African Americans and I'm just like yeah 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 so I'm, why yeah. so trigger happy like right. Right. Why, why what scared right. her we, that if, much if, if, from that second in that video that we didn't see that that she had to shoot knowing that, that a taser was went off right, right. why yeah. Yeah. and like, all those officers are there and that's yes. what I never can understand it's just like with so much force why are we pulling our guns up and then knowing that that it could be like I wouldn't want to be a police officer and I would not want to be a black man right now right. Yeah. like because it's just like these these ones that are doing this it makes all the other police officers look crazy it does. Yes. It's, it does. and scary yes. and I don't even yeah. want to you know what I mean right. and we can't think like that but at the same time it's just like how do we get into the system to get into the brain wire of why these people are scared because even after the shooting there was a white female officer who was doing all the answering of the questions with with the uh, the media outlets and it was almost just like I really feel like they just have a script yeah, yeah. a young black yeah. man was shot here you go so right. here's the, the questions you're That's gonna ask yeah. and it was just she was so calm about it and I get it's your profession to be so calm about it but at the same time, it's kind of like when you're hearing the same thing over, over and over, over again. And over again. Right. And, and I did like that they brought up the body cams again. Yeah, yeah. they did. And I think that it's like we it's have to It's going to have to be done. The expense has to be covered. It has to be done. Yeah, and side note, all the media outlets out there, love y'all. We're a part of it. We do our best. But the shooting in North Carolina and the like exaggerated emphasis on the same question over and over again. Well, well, that police officer was black. Does it mean something different? No, no bitch, it's about it the police. Right, like, right. It's about the culture of policing right, in this right, country right. with black people and right. our consistent historical experience with policing in this country. Yes. And I just can't get... It gets under my skin in ways that I cannot explain to y'all. I feel it. Like, they literally, every single... And I listened to all the news. I was on MSNBC. I was on CNN. Yep. I was on NPR. I was on Fox News, y'all. Yeah. And they asking the same question over and over and over and over again, and making about we'll see almost as if to qualify that if it's a black cop doing the shooting, it, this can't really be a situation right, right, because right. he was black and right. he's not scared of black. That justifies it. It is about policing, not necessarily just about the color of right. the police, yeah. but it could be about the color of the people that set up the policing system because it was set up like that for a reason. They did the same thing with Sandra Bland because the other officer was black. Yes. Yeah. Shut up. And then there's also the debate on how long it took them to like respond to him after they shot him. Oh yeah, because it was like said three was, minutes or something, and it was four minutes before the ambulance came. It yeah. was insane. It's yeah. crazy because they were scared he was gonna jump up, right, and do something, yeah. Yeah. or wake after up and shot. tell his side of the story. Exactly. Tell his side of the story. I did. I did think about that yes. conspiracy theory. 
All right, well, our prayers go out to his family. I know that Terrence's sister has been very outspoken and been everywhere talking about her brother and how he was really trying to change his life and had been doing really amazing things. And, you know, our condolences go out to that family because I just can't even imagine that happening, you know, just, just just out of nowhere, you know. All right, uh, moving on to our last story of the day. Um, this is also causing a little bit of outrage. It's a little bit different outrage. Uh, our girl, it is <laughs> our girl Ayala Vanzant is back at it again with uh, Fix Your Life. And uh, she had some characters on her show recently. Apparently there are three black men uh, who all say that they do not date black women. We have a short clip here which will explain a little bit about why they chose not to date black women. <laughs> Oh, man. We're loading it up right now. Who are you? Michelangelo. Okay. Nice, nice to meet you. you. How are you? I've been out with black women or approached a black women, and before they even knew me, they said, how many kids you got? How many baby mamas you got? Dating outside my race, I haven't had no issues like that at all. Okay, and you are? I'm Coro. 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 I've been practicing absence for three years. Three years with no sex. I'm looking for someone that can respect my views on this, someone that can love me for me. And you are? Bo. Bo. Yeah, I don't date black women now because of past experiences. They like to place that strong personality on you, and, and sometimes you just kind of, just like, you know, stand in a woman's place. So do you <laughs> have any idea why you're here? Can I take notes on this? We share, we share some of the same... Opinions. Opinions. About? Why are black women so angry? Was your mother angry? To a certain degree, yes. She she had that anger inside of her, but she made sure that she didn't pass it on to me. I see how she handles that, and she Mm, she gives off that vibe that I get from women here. But when it came to me and how she approached me and taught me about women, she said, don't deal with this. That's interesting. All right, so that's a little clip of the show. So I have a question. Courtney and Nakia, why are y'all so angry? Why are y'all as black women so angry all the time? Oh, my God. What did you guys think about this? I just think it is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. You know, I, I have a friend that's in the entertainment business, and we had this conversation. And he is a black man who said that he would never date a black woman. And mm-hmm. and it turned into a two-hour-long conversation, and I asked him, isn't your mother a black woman? Had he ever dated a black woman? He had dated a black okay. woman before. Okay. But he had the, some of the same opinions about dating black women. Um, you know, y'all talk too much. Y'all, y'all, are, y'all always got something to say. Y'all want to do things your way. Y'all are very selfish. I mean, it was just constant, constant bashing in regards to black women. And I asked him, I said, well, your mother, let me just ask you something. You have mothers, you have sisters, you have cousins. Are they black women? And he said, yes. And I said, so how would you feel if someone felt that way about them, someone that's close to you? He said, you know what, Nakia, no one's never asked me that question before. Black women, we are very strong women. We have strong personalities. We do have strong opinions, but that's why we require strong men. That's true. We have to have strong men. And men use it as an use it as an excuse not to be that man, not to be that strong man. It's easy to have someone you can push around and tell what to do and how to do it. And with us as a strong black woman, yes, we're going to have our opinions. We're going to say, no, honey. No, sweetie, I don't want to wear this dress today because I'm, I feel a little bloated. You know, we, we will have our, our own personal opinion. Right. So it's just one of those things where strong men can say, baby, I understand. You look great anyway, baby. You fine, bloated and all. So <laughs> it's just one of those things where it takes a strong black man to handle a strong woman. And me on the, being a single black woman on the dating scene, now I can talk about this all day. I don't want to go over. Because it is an issue where men will say, 
I was scared to approach you. Yeah. I had a gentleman to send me an email the other night and said, I've been watching you for years. Well, where you at, brother? <laughs> he literally messaged me and said, I've been watching you for years, and I've been just a little a little intimidated. To, well, you know what? You're not the man for me. Right, right. That's what I was going to say. You're not, not the man not for the man me. For so it happens Amen. all the time. And, and and my thing of it is I, I am just excited about the strong black men who will stand up. Now, I had a, a gorgeous blonde last night to approach me and say, hey, I want to dance with you. What are you drinking? to let me get you a cocktail. I said, there we go. That, yes. There we go. That's how, that's, how, that's how we do that. That's yes. what we like. But some men, they prefer a woman who's a little softer. Sure. She's not going to speak up. So I have I have my opinions in regards to that. It just takes a, the right match and a strong man to approach a strong black woman. And I think that men try to find an excuse. Uh-oh. They try to find all an right. excuse you know, so congratulations to all my brothers out there who are strong enough to step to a black woman to deal with the black woman. Congratulations to you because you are called to be kings for the queens. Bam, boop, boop. It's so yeah. interesting to hear that after then we talked about uh, Tika Sumter, right, with the white, white man, yes, the white and man. then all the black guys are upset about that. Yeah, yeah. there's no yeah. winning with nothing. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's no, there's no winning. Yeah, and everybody has their personal preference. Don't sure. get me wrong; yeah. we're That's all entitled to our. But the preference. fact of putting black women down, down and putting them all in the same category because right. if I was a white woman that saw either of them, right. I would not date any of them, no. knowing what or any other woman, not right. just white women. But like hearing you say that. To me, that's the yes. issue you got with yourself Absolutely. that you need to work out real fast. Because it's one thing to be like, yeah, I've had some bad, I had some bad experiences with some black men, but yes. that don't mean I say Arab black Everybody man is, is trite. Right. Yeah, exactly. Granted, there are women that do that, yes. but that's a woman that has baggage. But any woman can do that yes. and have baggage. So, like to put it in a category that it's black women that do that right. is bullshit to me. And you're yes. an idiot, and I don't need to date you because you're stupid. Yes. So that's <laughs> how you really feel. Yes. That, but that's but it's because it's sad and it's sad that you would go on TV saying that. That knowing yes. that your mama is that, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. and then to pretend, even him saying like, "Oh, my mom was angry, but she didn't pass that on to me, brother." You, why, are, why, why, you are you are broken, mine. brother. You right. are broken, and you need to be fixed. Yes, okay, so it's totally so. fine. Like, you don't have to find black women to be more attractive. You might find, you know, brunettes. Yes. with, you know, whatever, more attractive. Yes. That's cool. But when you get to a place where you're like, I cannot be with a black, or I will not even seek a black woman ever just because I think they angry and they crazy. Like, you're categorizing everybody in everybody, one thing, yeah. and you don't need to be messing with nobody. You need to be by yourself. Right, totally. and like, if you're sitting over here talking about, like, when I date white girls, they don't ask me about, yeah. oh, a baby daddy. Really? So then that, what, what kind of white girls are you messing yes. with? Right. Not ones that are trying to have a family career. Because she's right. worried about you got multiple baby Yeah, I mean, here's Thing. You can have your own preference or whatever you want, but I know just as many. I know some very outspoken white women. I know very yes. outspoken yes. Asian women. I know very yes. outspoken Indian women. Yes. I, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, and that's your excuse. It's kind of lame because of the fact that you're categorizing, like you say, every yeah. single type of person or type of woman at, into one specific but thing. that right. seems to be the general response any black man I've encountered that say they don't ever date black women those are the responses yep. yes. as to the reasons why. Right. Which to me, it, it, it's really strange that well let them go ahead so and date the fluff. women that they want right. to date I mean, at the end of the day. and that you know because you... we definitely don't want y'all oh, right. okay. yeah, I'm gonna say y'all oh, don't want I'm like first of all right. go back green acres with them Honey, if you're scared, like she said you scared to walk up to me we can't do nothing because you ain't gonna be able to do nothing to me that's mm-hmm. right <laughs> well you can check out the full episode on Ayala's <laughs> Fix My Life um, yes. we love Ayala we have an interview with her that we did amazing. about maybe a year ago yeah. or so a little less under a year we did a portraits with her or no it was a conversation conversation 
questions, okay. check it out on our website because she gave a lot of good information and it's probably been one of my favorite mm-hmm. interviews. She's yes. a phenomenal woman. Yeah. Um, and I, just so I y'all know, so Daryl does date black girls because I yes. know we, yeah, have, I do that, date black we girls. have that conversation yes. a lot in the yeah. YouTube comments. He likes black girls. I do like black girls. Yeah. I like I like a strong black woman. In fact, I don't want to have somebody who I just tell everybody what to do because that's boring. Right. Uh, I need to be slapped a couple times. <laughs> Not literally. Well, maybe Daryl, sometimes. we don't need to know what happened. The but that's a different subject that's and that's a different topic in a different show. <laughs> right. Uh, that's BHL After Dark. That's BHL After Dark. Call me. Uh, so we have to wrap up, but Nakia, before we do, I just want to just briefly talk about, to have everybody know where they can find you. I mean, you are always on every red carpet. If you go to this woman's Instagram, she with everybody. Last night she was with Nate Parker. Yeah. You know, she's with, uh, you know, everybody. I mean, every time I look, you're just with somebody that's an A-lister. Yes. You know, and I, like I said, I met you at the SAG Awards last year and you were beating everybody's face in a good way. You yes. know, you were hooking everybody up. So I know you have a shop in Beverly Hills. Yes. And how do people find you and, and what's just... In yeah, what's, what's in the shop? What's in your shop? What do you, what do you recommend like? for people like myself who have shiny skin? But, you know, like... What, you Oily know? skin. Do y'all see all these questions coming at me at one time from everyone? <laughs> this is my life all day, every day. I can be in Target and people recognize me and they come up to me. Even guys, how's my skin? How do I look? I'm like, dude, I'm trying to buy toilet paper. Can you, right. can you leave me alone? Right. You know, You're like, I'm in a checkout line. Leave me alone. You're like, leave me alone. But this is amazing. I, I love, love, love what I do. Um, right now is a very, very crucial time for my brand. And I want to thank you all for having me today. I can't wait to come back because we are launching globally around the world in department Ooh. stores. And I have a I, thank That's you. Right. That's, That's a strong amazing. black woman yes. right there. Give up for the strong black woman. <laughs> my brand, Nakia Cosmetics of Hollywood, which is, is my baby. It's, she's my new baby, I call her. I, I'm mainly known for my makeup academy, teaching makeup for film, TV, fashion, runway, and the industry, and working with celebrities as a, as makeup artists to the stars. It's been an amazing journey, but right now, uh, my private showroom is in Beverly Hills, where I do handle my private clients and uh, my, my private showroom, and then I have an online shopping store as well at uh, www.nakiacosmetics.com and you can find me on Instagram at Nakia Cosmetics of Hollywood, and I'll spell that for you guys, it's N-A-K-E-A-H Nakia Cosmetics of Hollywood and uh, I'm just really excited and my, a lot of people ask me all the time, I will share this with you, Daryl I've had the pleasure of doing your makeup and making sure you, you look me up. making sure you look fresh amazing. At the second one, real fresh. I have a men's skincare line called Men. Ooh. Love men, all Ooh, men. And it, I know men care about me me working in the entertainment business yeah. and working with so many different men from like we mentioned Robin Thicke, Harrison Ford, Russell Simmons and the list goes on and on. My, when I when I'm alone with my clients and that we have that one-on-one time, they're mainly concerned about how do I look? How is my skin? I want to make sure that I don't have bags under my I haven't had much sleep. So men care about their skin just as much as women do. And that's a little mm-hmm. secret. And working in film... I'm and vain. T- I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love it, though. And just as... It, when I started working in film many years ago, a lot of men would come on set with their own makeup kit. And I thought that was amazing. You know, so when I decided to launch Nakia Cosmetics of Hollywood, I could not forget about the fellas. Yes. And so I just wanted to make sure that I put that skincare in there and training men on how to properly take care of your skin because that's very, very important. Well, when you... You actually gave me my kit for the SAG Awards like maybe I think a week or two yes. prior to the actual awards and yes. I was using it because it came with a cleanser a scrub uh, a um Moisturizer, moisturizer, shaving gel, shaving gel, yes. and I used it literally up until the awards and after, of course, until I ran out, still using it. Um, but 
I, my skin, if you look at my pictures from the SAG Awards, it was, my skin was, I got so many compliments on yes. my skin. And mm-hmm. it, you, you know you know what you're doing. Because it's hard for black men. I'm it telling is. you, because of the fact we get ingrown hairs and yes. things like that. We have to be very particular about what we use. And Absolutely. my skin is sensitive, so I break out a lot. Yes. Your product hooked it up. Like, I, it felt good. I felt clean. Yes. It was, yeah. you well, were on I point. when I looked at those pictures, I looked at your pictures. I could always compare. I always ask my clients and my male clients to show me pictures from the past. You know, and then I want to look and see how we can make you look even better. Yeah. So when I, when I first met you, Daryl, I went back years back to just kind of look at your skin and I zoomed in just to kind of check you out on camera. Oh God, what'd you find? Then, <laughs> you, said, you said zoom in. You mean I want to zoom no, in? No, it just it just helped me to get a clear understanding of exactly what you need and how I could help to make it better. Okay. You know, sometimes you know you have to think about you have a brand out there that's put on the market. And it's put on the market to make money. Yes. You know, and my my brand is put out there to make you look good. Of course, you know we want to make the money too. So y'all make sure y'all order. At NakiaCosmetics.com, and I appreciate your support. Um, but I want to say, what well, I there's a lot of heart and a lot of passion behind yeah. my brand because I really want you to look good. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to look their absolute best. And when I see, and let's talk a little bit about the ladies. I have this beautiful lady sitting. I know we got to go. Mm-hmm. This beautiful lady sitting sitting over here. But it, I know I hear a lot of times the first thing women ask me, and people in general mm-hmm. ask me, is your line just for women of color? You know, I hear that all the time because right. I am a woman of color, and they're quite surprised at my line is for all women because I work with you every arena. Yes. You don't leave anybody out. No, I can't. I can't. Not not when um, you have so many women, all women. Now, black women, it's our history. We've had issues for years. Listen to the story of the Tyra Banks and Naomi Campbell, the Imans, yeah. all of those that have inspired me so much in the beauty and fashion world. You listen to those ladies and how they've struggled over the years. Mm-hmm. And then, so yes, that's, that is indeed my specialty, being a woman of color. But also, I have clients that are Indian, that are Caucasian, that are from uh, Asia that also have issues because people can't get their undertones right as well. So I'm just excited to people tell me all the time, Nikia, you're making history just to kind of step out of the box and say I'm not just creating a brand for just women of color. It's for all women, all women. who believe like and desire healthy skin. And she's cool to work with too, you know, so that's uh, half the battle. she got great products and great personality. Thank Amen. you, Daryl. So once again, tell them where they can find everything because we're yes. going to have you back on Black Hollywood Live's uh, Fashion 401 with Courtney because she hosts that show and you guys can get into the real nitty gritty of yes. all the details of your products. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. Well, you guys can find me online at www.nakiacosmetics.com and on Instagram at Nakia Cosmetics of Hollywood. I'll see you guys soon. And I'm on Facebook as well. I look, guard, look forward to seeing you guys. Jesse. Again. And it's affordable, y'all. It yes, is it affordable. is. Okay. Jesse. All right, y'all can hit me up everywhere at DJ Jesse J. Courtney. I'm everywhere at Stuart Starlet. You can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all that fun stuff, or just uh, here next week on Black Hollywood Lives this week. Bye. See you soon. See you guys. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Daryl Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.